Hello, and welcome to the Humumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown. The podcast where we watch 31 horror movies throughout the hallowed month of October. Ranging from the critically acclaimed to film school projects gone gruesomely awry. And we take them all way too seriously. I'm your host, Mike Hummel. And I'm your host, Sully Hummel. Now warning, we use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first. Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously while we take these movies seriously. So today, we watched the movie Frogs from 1972, not the movie from 1993 called Frogs! With an exclamation mark at the end. Which looks terrible. (laughs) And comparing that to this and saying it looks terrible is really saying something. Yeah. Um, I want to give a shout out to my friend Kim, who is the person who suggested we watch this movie. Mm -hmm. And... Also, a shout out to the frog that was climbing up our patio door glass one night and uh, caused me to post a picture, which then caused Kim to give the recommendation. It's a huge chain of events. Very complex. I know, right? The things that led up to this specific review. Epic. Yeah, I think this is going to be a real game changer right here. (laughs) Are we going to suddenly become good at what we do? No, but it's going to change the game in some way. Okay, so uh, Frogs is the story of a journalist who comes across a wealthy family that lives on an island that is being infested with frogs. And and a lot of other animals. And a lot of other animals. And then throughout the movie, they are systematically picked off one by one by nature. I want to say, just to be clear, they're picked off by nature and not by frogs, except the very, very last person. Yes. Yes. Which was an interesting thing because the the poster, like the movie poster, is a picture (laughs) of a giant frog with a hand sticking out of its mouth. Yeah, you would think this is a giant frog movie, and it is not. I mean, even just... There's a hand, like this frog is the size of a car, if yeah. you like think about it. Yeah. Uh, there are no car-sized frogs in the movie. There are just large frogs. And, and the frogs are really pretty adorable and friendly. Like, they're just hanging out doing their thing. My favorite thing is that about every, I'd say, minute and a half throughout this movie, it'll cut away to a shot of a couple of frogs stacked on top of each other, just sitting there on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Part of me was wondering how much was that like directorial process? Like, you know, the director's like, no, more frogs, stack them up so that it looks like there's lots of them. And how much of it was that that's just something frogs do? Like they have such little sense of personal boundaries yeah, or, or personal space. <laughs> because you would see like they'd be hopping around and they literally would just hop on top of each other. Yeah, I did see that happen. So don't know. I don't know. You read a thing about how uh, the frogs that were cast in this movie. <laughs> Lucky frogs. There were what, like 400 frogs? There were 500 frogs. Okay. And most of them got away during the course of filming, <laughs> which is funny. But so if you live in uh, Florida... Where they filmed this. 
and you have a lot of frogs in your backyard, you might live near where they filmed frogs. Yeah, and a bunch of them were these very large South American frogs. That, that was the closest they came to giant frogs, were frogs like maybe six inches long. So that probably disrupted the Florida ecosystem. I don't know. Actually, most of the large, air, oh, air quotes, right. frogs Sorry. were toads, in fact. They like They're toads. not frogs at all. And it's really obvious when you look at them. Like You can see... Every once in a while, an actual frog would go through, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what a frog looks like. The rest (laughs) of them were all very much toads. Yeah. So, very misleading movie. Speaking of the variety of wildlife, this little island in Florida was populated by the most incredible variety of animals I have ever seen. I started keeping a list. Because at one point, uh, you know, eventually I'm like, these animals don't all live in the same ecosystem, much less on the same island. Like I was having a really hard time placing where this movie took place because I didn't, um, I mean, maybe they said Florida at some point. I I wasn't paying attention close enough. But just with the like context clues, I'm like, where are we? Because here's a list and it's just the list of the ones that I started keeping until I got to the point where I'm like, well, that's a long enough list. To make my point, <laughs> frogs, toads, rattlesnakes, geckos, the little anole kind and oh, yeah. the bigger, like bumpy kind with that have like derpy smiles. Yeah, that's a um, good description. The black mamba or some basically black poisonous a black snake. poisonous snake. Yeah, that was me making a guess. You mentioned Komodo dragon. I didn't uh, yeah. see a Komodo dragon. It, that was mentioned in the IMDb trivia. They're called tegus, and they uh, come from South America. Okay, okay. They big Komodo dragony lizards. Okay. Um, we also saw alligators and or crocodiles. Whichever ones are the ones with the blunt noses. I probably should have looked that up. I'm sure Alex is yelling it at us right now. Monarch butterflies. Another really pretty, like, purpley-blue butterfly I didn't catch the name of. Tarantulas, scorpions, horny toads, leeches, crabs. I want to guess blue crabs because they had a definite blue tint they to them. They were blue. And a very large snapping turtle. Very large, yes. That was the largest animal. Well, all alligators. Living in within, like, a mile of each other. Yeah. Like, it was a very crazy. It was intense. And that's not discussing any of the spiders that we found. Oh, right. or that one sentient tree. Well, that's I was just going to get into that. The uh, what's happening in this movie is very unclear. Our best guess that we were both shouting at the screen a lot last night was that the frogs, which had hypnotoad eyes, were mm-hmm. controlling everything else because the frogs weren't doing anything except croaking the whole movie. They hopped around and they croaked. And they'd stare at things and bad stuff would happen. So it feels like the frogs Mm -hmm. were using psychic powers to control everything. And like this one scene, someone sees a tarantula up in a tree and then weird stuff starts happening that doesn't really make sense. But basically the tree wraps him up in vines and then there's also spider webs, definitely. But there's definitely a lot of vines that start wrapping him up. Right. And it was the funniest thing is I, I feel like I've seen these trees before. So I think they like this is yeah, a real some thing. Kind of Florida tree. But it's the vines weren't even really vines. It was almost like a, a long, stretched out, mossy kind of thing. Like it yeah. looked very lacy and like it didn't have much substance to it. <laughs> and I laughed at the beginning of the scene because the guy's walking through and he like kind of twitches. Because that, like, a little bit of that laciness kind of touches his leg and he kind of jumps. And I honestly thought it was like a goof, like the actor, you know, and they were like, just keep going. 
But then these lacy, non-substantive branches of the tree or moss that seem to be growing dripping from the tree starts like wrapping around him in a way where we're like, oh, wait, yeah. is is he just caught in it? Oh, is it, it getting him? But then there was a scene where there were some actual vines crawling yeah, across str- him. Strip, uh, wrapping him up and yeah. apparently squeezing him tightly because he died. Well, and then once he died, then the spiders... Which supposedly were tarantulas, but I've never seen tarantulas make webs at all. Don't they live in dens? Uh, Yeah, I don't know if they can make webs or not. Anyway, supposedly these tarantulas then like threw all kinds of web, (laughs) like just covered him in web. Like the kind of web that like happens in like sci-fi movies where where they're like put into cryostasis by spiders. Sure. Yeah, it it was an intense scene. Yeah, and not as fun as my favorite, which was when Iris, the crazy lady who chases after butterflies, Mm -hmm. she was running through the woods, seeing animals left and right. Insane scene. But then she runs up to one of these lacy vines and it hits her in the neck. And she just runs right into it with her neck and she's just standing there and she's going, ah! Uh, like she's being like, choked to death but the by only walking way, into a vine. Right. The only way she could be choking is if she's pushing herself <laughs> against the vine because there's nothing behind her. And what was great about it is that like two or three seconds later, she just kind of backs off and goes, oh, I could have just backed up. Right. And then goes on her way. Right. So I thought it was interesting that each person was basically attacked by a specific subset of yeah. the critters. Like... Kenneth, I think, one of the brothers, goes into the greenhouse to get plants, you know, to put on the table for dinner or whatever, flowers for dinner. And suddenly all the lizards, like not just one kind of lizard, but like oh, yeah. the geckos and the- Two different kinds of geckos. The, what were they? Tegus. Like everything, all the lizards crawl into the greenhouse with him. <laughs> yes, they all and then and, and the big one closes the door behind itself. Yes. And then engages in some advanced chemistry <laughs> by carefully going up on the platform and knocking off the right bottles of poison to create a mix that creates a poison gas that fills the whole greenhouse and he chokes to death on the gas. Several of the bottles were handily labeled poison. (laughs) Yes. And this poison has zero effect on uh, lizards of any kind. And also when uh, Pickett, who is like the hero, played by a very young very hot Sam Elliott. With no mustache. Um, Very confusing Sam Elliott. Right? When he shows up, like, minutes later, looking for Kenneth, the greenhouse is completely clear of gas and lizards. But right before that, after Kenneth fell over dead, was another part I loved, where he was just laying there on the ground, and all the geckos ran up and jumped on him, and, well, they ran on him. They they just crawled up on him. They just sat on him, and they're like, yeah, we did it. You're right. They were really very cute. (laughs) They were adorable. (laughs) I like the geckos. So, So Kenneth was gotten by the lizards... Iris was gotten by snakes. After leeches freaked her out. So then Uncle Stuart wrestles an alligator. <laughs> yeah. Before yeah, he before really does. being splashed with bright red paint and then dying. Yeah. I mean, that was crazy. Like, you see an alligator coming after him, and then he just dives in and starts wrestling. And yeah. he's an old guy. Yeah. I mean, not old, old, but very yeah. impressive. Yeah. But he lost. And then Clint also gets attacked by snakes. Oh, right, in the, when he's swimming. Right, water snakes. And his wife, Jenny, is attacked by a snapping turtle and then 
crabs. So somehow the, they they seem to lump those two like that they're they're, yeah, they're involved pointy in things in yeah, the water, p- pinchy kinds of yeah. attacks. I don't know. And then later we find out that the girlfriend who was there, Bella, and the two servants, yeah. house servants, Maybell and Charles, Charlie, Charlie? Char- yeah, Charles. Um, they were they all left. They at one point they were like, you know what, we're out of <laughs> here. But before they could get off the island, they were attacked by uh, seagulls. Yeah, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there wasn't much there. It was just they were running, and there were you could see seagulls superimposed. They kept kind of flashing between them, like sort of flailing around with nothing around them. And then seeing pictures of seagulls up in the sky flying around. (laughs) It sort of looked like they were just being pooped on a lot. Which, yeah, that's unfortunate. Maybe it was acid poop because they sort of, they looked like they just dissolved away. It was just their clothes. Um, And then the movie ends with Grandpa. Finally. Finally being attacked by frogs. Well, attacked is a pretty strong word. Hopped on by frogs. They were in the same room as him. I mean, at the end, they did oh, hop on yeah. him. yeah. But it was just like the geckos. It was after he was dead. They're like, yay! <laughs> yeah. There's there's suggestion throughout the movie that this is also happening elsewhere. That it's not just yeah. limited to the island. Because the phone is completely out of service. And there's a lady who picks up the folks that actually get out. You know, the hero and his love interest. And the two kids who do get saved. Unless it's happening everywhere. So they were picked up by this lady who said she'd been driving for hours and hadn't seen another person. And it was like Mm -hmm. 4th of July. She's like, it's really weird that nobody's out and about. So I guess it's the end of the world. And I mean, we kind of missed the plot here. The whole point of all this, at the very beginning, uh, Pickett is out there taking pictures for a magazine of pollution happening because... Obviously, this is the eco-thriller. So Mm -hmm. mankind has gone too far in dumping their dolls and horsey toys into local swamps and the animals are fighting back. Right. There was a lot of garbage. There was a whole, there was a huge pipe that was just was pumping sewage in. And I'm not clear exactly on the timeline, but it was sort of suggested, suggested in my IMDb reading that this is one of the earlier eco-horror movies. Like, it kind of was the beginning of this genre of, you know, nature taking revenge on humans who have tried to destroy the planet. So, hooray for that. Um, The note that I wrote was, this was back in the 70s when we still cared about environmentalism. But definitely this family did not care about environmentalism. (laughs) No! (laughs) There's a great line that uh, Iris says at one point. She says, we're entitled to be ugly, God. God knows we've paid enough taxes. <laughs> yep. I'm like, oh, yes. That's the rule. At one point, you yelled at the screen, the rich are different. <laughs> yeah, this felt a lot like Ready or Not. I kept thinking that, you know, Pickett shows up. He's a normal guy going into this creepy family. Right. Pickett and Bella, the girlfriend who was there. Yeah, well, she, yeah. She, was, so this was a little like Get Out. She was showing up, joining this family, mm. and it was a little scary. So, yeah, I don't know. So, but it, but it did, like, throughout the whole thing, I really was, was waiting for... Grandpa in particular to start some kind of bizarre ritual like that that he was actually the one causing all of these yeah. animals to be around because he was he was crazy it was beyond obsessive. He was so entirely focused on the fact that 
this day is supposed to be about celebrating his birthday. Yeah. He's like, I've done it every year. I don't My care. whole life. I will do it dead. every year until I am 100. I'm like, that's a weird cutoff. Yeah. People are dying. Like, his family's being picked off one by one, and he doesn't care at all. His <laughs> only frustration is that the cake isn't served on time or or it's covered with frogs right right or that you know the 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 kitchen help has left and so now who's <laughs> gonna make my old-fashioned like really there are like seven people dead yeah and it's his family it's not like random people his children his brother these people are dead and he's like where's my birthday yeah i i did at the at the end I, the note that I made was that grandpa was was finally going to be killed by frogs and tradition because he refused to leave because I spent 4th of July on this island. He did. And even after everyone else left and he's there alone in his wheelchair, he just stayed there to die. We need a sequel where for the next 30 years until he's 100, every 4th of July, he's still there. The in ghost of grandpa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. And he's a giant frog ghost. <laughs> yes, with his own hand hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what the picture was. Which reminds me, great end credit scene is a cartoon frog with a hand going, like, hanging out of its mouth, but then it slurps it in and hops off the screen. Amazing. It's right before Marvel they did this, just so you understand. <laughs> yes, trendsetters. Which is funny because you know that that was just a nod to like, yes, we are aware that the movie poster was very misleading. Here's your frog with a hand. (laughs) Like, it was so strange. Let's talk about Grandpa. He was played by Ray Milland, who was elderly at the time. Definitely. And did not seem overly excited about being in this movie. No. I mean, his character was nuts like so cranky like i mean i control what you people do yes not balls at one another one of the quotes that i wrote down was you know when he was talking about how he had you know this was tradition he did it every year he would do it until he was 100 uh-huh. then he's like then i'll be dead and someone else said i'm sure that will be a great day for everyone <laughs> oh yes one of the servants was was really looking forward to another year of his life going by and I, and i don't yeah, it it was presented as she was honoring the fact that it was his special day. Yeah. But it came out sounding like, and we'll all be really glad when you're dead. Yeah. And later, right, you know, while Pickett is trying to talk everybody out into leaving and Grandpa's staying, the granddaughter says something about how, about how many people have died. And Grandpa says, I'm just as heartbroken as the rest of you. <laughs> yeah, clearly. But then says, I control these people, not you. I know. Like trying to force them to stay to continue dying so that well, he can have continue cake. celebrating. Dying well, is just a side effect. Yeah. So, I mean, this whole movie. Okay. It looks like you're going to be seeing a giant monster movie. Mm-hmm. Then you find out it's not. But then you think, well, it's about, you know, swarms of frogs mm-hmm. attacking people. But then it's not. It's just random animals. I don't know if this movie had a script. I don't think that they were ad-libbing scripts like this back in the day. Like today, I'm not saying ad-libbing. I'm just saying, what? (laughs) 
Yeah, if, if this movie came out today, it would be one of those ones where I'm like, oh, they just like gave people a summary of what yeah. was going on, sent them out into the wilderness and threw things at them. One thing about it was they they must have spent their whole budget on exotic animals. Like, yeah. I can't believe they bothered to get these 30 or 40 different species going. Like, they could have just had some frogs. Now, they did do a lot of repeat shots. Yes, so, sure. like, it looked like there were, you know, lots of snakes, and there were probably about four or five snakes yeah. on the casting sheets. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think about it in terms of, at the time, what was it like? But I feel like even at the time, like, even for this Yosemite 2, this was not good movie making. Oh, it was not. I I was thinking, like, around this time, they had movies like The Godfather. So, like, I was thinking about it, thinking, like, well, was this what movie making was like? And, like, no. They actually knew how to have people act and tell stories. It was the acting that really got me at that point. Like, early in the movie, I'm like, these people have no idea how to act. They're just saying lines. It's. I think there's just a really big gap between a nobody actor and a quality actor in those days. Whereas today, even a nobody actor has an idea of how acting works. Well, and like in this case, the quality, the name actor was the one who was like, I'm yeah. just going to sit here in this wheelchair and like <laughs> phone in my lines. Like he did not care mm -hmm. At all. And Sam Elliott did put in the effort. Yeah, he... I, I also feel like later in the movie, people were acting more. But not the kids, that's for sure. Oh, no, <laughs> not at all. I would like to point out that The Exorcist came out in 1973. <laughs> exactly. Jaws came out in 1975. So maybe 72 was the end of Terrible. The Clockwork Orange was 1971. Oh, never mind. Dirty Harry was 1971. Deliverance, 1972. I mean, there were some really good movies. I mean, I haven't seen all of these movies, so <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe I'm over... over. Uh... Well, they won awards and stuff. So right. They're, they're... They gotta be pretty good. There were some really award-winning movies coming out. Ooh, Omen. Uh, the Omen was 1976. You know, so, so there were some quality pictures being made within the horror genre, even. Yeah. At that time, this was not one of those pictures. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it goes back to the tradition from the 50s of just these super low-budget, ridiculous giant animal movies, even though this one didn't have the giant animals. But, you know, just like these kind of those movies, too, in the 50s, people knew how to act. And yet the people in those movies were wooden as blocks of wood. Like there was <laughs> That is quite the simile. <laughs> I put it together myself. They, you know, they would be robots, kind of like the characters in this movie. And apparently so, that was a thing. Now you're talking about that. And I'm like, why were they saying in IMDb that this was these were trendsetting movies? Because the 1950s were full of eco-horror movies. That's a good question. I mean, maybe it's like a certain style where they're specifically talking about pollution, but you know half the movies in the 50s were about pollution causing their giant right. monster. And obviously all the Godzilla movies. Right. So I don't know what those people were talking about. This was not a trend-setting movie even. Like, I, I even <laughs> wanted to give it some credit, like, like how we did with, um, I think it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where we're like, yeah. it's... But also, hard to watch. It launched an amazing subgenre of mm -hmm. horror films. Like, yeah. okay, well, if this movie were launching the subgenre <laughs> of eco horror films, I would give it more credit because it was breaking ground on its own. But 
no, the 50s had already happened. Like, yeah. this cheesy B-eco-horror already existed. So, All right. disappointing. But this was the first time they tried it with regular animals instead of <laughs> in anything interesting. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there were definitely some swarm movies. Oh, yeah. Because those eco-horror films tend to go either enormous versions, like Godzilla. Or lots. Or, yes, lots, like ants and well, and stuff you know, like that. One thing I kept seeing mentioned in reference to this movie was, this movie is not the birds, which obviously came out a long time before. Swarm. See? Actors acting. I feel like it's possible to make a movie with actors that act. I also saw that that uh, contrast with the birds, and I liked where they were like, part of it is just a swarm of birds sort of has this evilness to it because they're flappy and pointy and sort of aggressive looking. Like, <laughs> sure. they're, they're kind of scary looking. And a swarm of frogs <laughs> is just soft and bumpy and Squishy. like, yeah, like they don't look aggressive they just look patient maybe they should have gotten <laughs> uh poison dart frogs you know something that could kill you yes or like the geckos oh, like so those cute. geckos had huge smiles on their faces <laughs> yeah. like they were just having well, a I good old time the giant lizard that was pushing the bottles off mm. the table he was doing it with his big smile he's like ha ha He was so excited to be killing this guy. I felt good for the animals in this movie. Yeah. Well, the animals, and I felt good for Sam Elliott because this movie, this was his debut movie. And, and yeah. because he took his shirt off as he was <laughs> wrestling with water snakes toward the end, supposedly that was part of how he got into his next movie, which kind of made a big deal out yeah, of him. Yeah, it was like a lifeguard movie. Yeah. So he was a, a beefcake. It was Baywatch. <laughs> they watch for the 70s. The one thing I want to mention before we go to ratings is that, well, kind of related to ratings, is that people really like this movie. Some people, yeah. I'm, I'm really baffled by some, not many, but some of the critic reviews are like, this movie really fires on all cylinders and it's got great tension and right. drama. And you're like, how what? terrifying <laughs> it was. And I'm like, it's rated PG. That's how not <laughs> terrifying it is. That's true. Like, even the, there are a couple of times where it looks kind of gory. Like, when the, they he flips over um, Grover, and it's the yeah. first body that's found, and, like, his face has kind of been eaten away a little bit. Yeah. Even that was, like, very mild. And then all the blood... <laughs> it's is ridiculous. like it's terrible like it's not even fake blood like corn syrup you can tell in horror movies when they're using yeah. corn syrup and you're like eh, that's not what blood looks like this wasn't even that it wasn't even like translucent in any way it was just straight up like they're just throwing red tempera paint around <laughs> it was bad I don't understand why it has so many good reviews from people. And they're not saying it's a quality movie so much as like it's a good B movie. Yeah. And it's not. And it's not. I've seen good B movies. This is not <laughs> it. I don't know. So so that's that's interesting to me. Like it sort of makes me wonder, like, did I miss something? So I did enjoy what they did with color in the like the filmography of the movie. There were points where everyone was dressed in white. There were points where people had lots of bright colors on. Um, I think they were doing some interesting things with that and trying to say things. Um, I'm not exactly sure what, but... Uh, I bet they weren't either. To me, it was like Grandpa trying to control everyone and then them kind of slowly rebelling against him, that's, maybe. That's deep. Right? I don't know. Huh. I don't know. 
but I did enjoy that element of it. Aside from that, there wasn't much about the making of the movie that I liked. Script-wise, it was terrible. Acting-wise, it was terrible. In the sense that it inspired me to yell at the screen, but not in a way that I really remember as fun. I was more annoyed. <laughs> Yeah. Which, like, I don't know what ma- where that line is because, like, Landshark is oh, exactly such the a great same. Movie. It's so much worse than this movie, even. Five stars. But in a way that was really, really enjoyable. And this one didn't quite get to that really, really enjoyable terribleness. So I think I'm going to give this one a two stacks of frog toads out of five. <laughs> okay. My arc with this movie is before seeing it, I was like, Ugh, this is going to be rough. It's going to be tiresome and boring to see this old crappy movie. Then we started it and I was like, oh, this is boring. Like the first half hour of this movie is so boring. <laughs> and I'm like, this is just going to be such a waste. But then from like that point on, as it built up, I was having more and more fun. And I was like, by the end, I'm like, what do you got next? What's going on? This is, I had a blast because it was so dumb. Just watching Iris chase her butterflies through the jungle. That was amazing. In her frilly pink dress. (laughs) Yeah. 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 She was, she kept missing those butterflies, but she'd come face to face with every snake in the forest. (laughs) But I also yelled at the screen constantly, mm-hmm. and that was a lot of fun. We had a lot of comments to make about this movie, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. It was absolutely terrible, and it was bad enough that I'm not going to rate it high for how bad it was, because again, very boring at first, so you're not having fun the whole time. So I would think I would actually probably put it right where you did at two stacks of frog toads out of five. I mean, that is the appropriate number of stacks of frog toads yeah i think if you want to make it look like you have a lot of frog toads you want to stack have two stacks of two on screen (laughs) all right well this was the first one this month that we've watched that we're like oh this is a bad movie yeah can't wait for the next yep okay and uh tomorrow we'll be back with another movie and we'll catch you all no tomorrow on the hippity hoppity side no ribbity rabbity (laughs) no like that didn't work no no sorry Let me open to my page about frogs. I suppose I should do the same, huh? There's so many so notes. So many notes. I don't know how you do it. You're, well, just, you're just transcribing the movie.